It's Friday, then Saturday, Sunday. What, ladies and gents? Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. The FA Cup third round is here. Pep Guardiola doesn't have WhatsApp. It's Friday 8th of January. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Russell. Welcome, one and all, to the Football Ramble. It's a bleeding pleasure. We're back in our... This is the first one I've done uh, since uh, since since we've been recording in our homes, uh, Luke Moore. My goodness, I miss you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I miss you too. And um, it's always nice to hear your voice, as most of the uh, country will testi- testify to, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> most Russell of sounds the a little bit. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's an overstatement. Uh, most of the Ramble Nation, presumably all of the Ramble Nation. But anyway, Brussels sounded um, a little bit upset. You gave a really big pump in the intro, and then mm. Brussels just went, and I'm Andy Brussels. Yeah. <laughs> it's because Andy hates the FA Cup, that's why. Oh, pathetic. It's actually because I'm um, recording a, a Nordic detective show from um, my <laughs> house and I'm, I'm just dealing with a murder at the moment. You know, we've all got to find ways to, to fill the hours while we're here at home and I'm making a pitch for uh, Walter on all four, obviously. And Andy, in this, uh, in this Nordic show in which you star, do you have an incredibly large knob as well? <laughs> yeah, very is that, nice. how you, is that how you sniff him out? He's got love. Second boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's probably the start that we were all hoping for. Um, yeah. But will Andy provide the big finish? That is the question for Luke's game later. Um, gentlemen, the, the, Luke, you love the FA Cup third round. It's your favourite weekend of the year. Of course, the, the, the pandemic's put a bit of a, a dampener on it and so on. And some games are. Uh, in 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 trouble of or in danger of being called off, but but it, the FA Cup third round is going to happen. You must be getting your cheapies. Yeah, because for me, in normal times, uh, the FA Cup third round is a weekend I look forward to every single year because you get basically wall to wall football. And if the broadcasting partners choose the right games, which I don't always, I remember BBC. <laughs> go through that phase where they, yeah, they think, yeah. oh my God, we get a Premier League game. So, if, basically, yeah, so we yeah. have to pick that every time. Uh, other than that, you normally get some really good games. Like, I love um, I love my, my absolute peak FA Cup third round um, experience is a team that you've possibly never really heard of at home against a Premier League team Fast forward to 60 minutes gone. It's getting dark. The crowd are getting pumped and it's nil-nil. Yeah, that's your ultimate yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, there's gold mouth scrambles and all sorts going on. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. I think that we, we often say that the 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 the, the classic uh, sort of grounds for for a cup set is is the is a is a Premier League side not doing very well. They're away to a Championship side or a, or a League One side, and yeah. uh, and that's got the grounds. But sadly, that that. That all seems to point to Fulham uh, in a West Ham derby. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder whether it will be as good this year because we have an absence of fans, right? And more yeah. than any other, um, more than any other kind of competition or, or tourney, you need fans in the FA Cup Agreed. at this point. Agreed. It's, it's a shame, otherwise. It is. It is, Andy. On the subject of uh, of Queens Park Rangers, do you think that because there's rumours that Mark Warburton might lose his job, and there's there's chat that. Uh, old Timmy Sherwood might come in. Should they have done that before this fixture or after, considering the bounce that Sherwood would give them? I would say about 45 years after. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tim Sherwood would be a lovely addition to the third round of the FA He's had his work, mate, isn't he? Imagine. Can you imagine? It would be wonderful. 
It would indeed. Well, tonight, gentlemen, we've got games. Uh, well, assuming Aston Villa and Liverpool is still on, uh, there was there was chat that it that it could be in trouble as well. Mm. Uh, but you've got Villa versus versus Liverpool and Wolves versus Palace, so two big Premier League games uh, to kick us off with. But as you say, Luke, you know the, the, the games we really look forward to are the kind of lower league sides uh, playing in the, in the FA Cup and slightly dampened this year because of the fans and and whatnot. Um, but Villa, Liverpool, and and Wolves, Palace, it's not a bad start to the to the cup, especially um, where where Liverpool last time they went to Villa Park they got gubbed seven two. One can easily forget, Luke. Yeah, and but the problem is with when it comes to Liverpool in the um, FA Cup is, is you know what team are they going to pick, right? Mm. So if you look at the, the the chat that's been made and and the the um, and the potential for well, but first of all, I probably should say to be absolutely even handed before I pile it on Liverpool for fun. The um, the they've got a lot of injuries, but who they're going to play this in this game against Villa? They're probably going to play Shakiri. They're probably going to play Minamino. They're probably going to play Origi. Uh, they might actually play Thiago, which will be great because um, that, he needs to get back to fitness and he's a great player to watch. So um, it does depend on that. And, and I, the, the one thing I am worried about is that you kick off this great weekend of football, which it normally is. You've mentioned the fans' point, but they go for two Premier League games, which I'll take your point, Marcus, but they might be a bit underwhelming. Liverpool yeah. are probably going to phone it in. Um, Aston Villa are going great guns in the league and maybe don't want to upset the apple cart there. So they mm-hmm. might they might want to take an opportunity in this season of all seasons to have a little break. Um, so it might be a bit of a damp squib. I hope not, but I yeah. think the real competition gets underway when you're watching teams like Boreham Wood and Marine, but I know we're going to come on to them. So I will be watching tonight, obviously, uh-huh. but I, I'm fearful, that's all. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, Villa's first team and, and management staff Look, due to be absent from from this game, Andy, and the under twenty three and academy players playing and and whatnot. There was some uh, rather hilarious chat, if if you find this sort of thing funny, which I think I do. With former Villa players like Gabby Agbonlahor, Alan Hutton, and Mark Bunt offering their services for the tie, um, which let's be honest, Andy, that would certainly give us a bit of uh, a bit of January <laughs> cheer, wouldn't it? I would be tuning in if Bon Lahore and Hutz were playing. There's absolutely no doubt about it. The Scottish Cafu, oh, it'd be absolutely magnificent. <laughs> you know the, I, uh, Gab- I would love to see it. Gabby Bon Lahore actually tweeted, and I, I don't think this was, because obviously they're having a bit of a laugh there. Well, I hope so anyway. Um, but Bon Lahore did tweet not that long ago, People telling me that I could still do a job for like a, a small club or, or something like that. What do you reckon? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I saw that. And he was saying that he wanted to do a year or two back at any club that would have him and he would do it for free. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't want to be rude to Gabby. I don't know him. I'm sure he's a nice fella. But I mean, there's a couple of points I'd like to make on this if I may cool. be so bold. One is that um, he didn't really score goals when he was playing. And mm-hmm. two, um, <laughs> no one's taking him up on the offer. No one. So, I mean, that's probably telling you the story there, isn't it? It might do. It's funny because I saw um, Alan Hutton doing some TV punditry. I think it was on Sky recently. And I, I was I was shocked because he looked just like he did when he was playing. And it was one of those ones where you think, yeah, he could... He, he could still be a player. Having said that, I do have that feeling when I see the actual Cafu and he is 50. But, um, I, of course, I could only see Alan Hutton's head and shoulders. So that that was possibly a bit of a break on a reasonable judgment. Well, <clears throat> speaking of uh, uh, wingers and, and other players that may be coming in and out, you've seen that according to Spanish TV, Liverpool are interested in signing Sergio Ramos. But, of course... Mo Salah, there's this talk of him going to perhaps Real Madrid or something. Could Andy, do you think that could be um, a little bit of a switcheroo there? Although I can't really see Klopp going for Sergio Ramos. 
I mean, they're, they're not gonna. There's not gonna be a direct thing in the deal because there's only six months of Sergio Ramos's contract left. But mm. um, it's it's interesting because um, there, there was a lot made in a various Spanish media areas recently of the fact that there've been no formal discussions for Sergio Ramos's contract, only um, informal discussions between him and Florentino Perez. But given that they're like father and son, what what sort of formality does there need to be? Them sort of sat at either end of a long table with them going to the butler, pass the salt. I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because um, you know this, the, the two belong together. I, I think they will find a way to get it done. Of course, um, his people have leaked stuff to the media, like he'd love to play with Messi at Paris Saint Germain and all that sort of stuff. What he basically mm-hmm. wants is two years, and if they give it to him, he will he will sign it. And if they don't give it to him, one of the extra muscles he's grown during lockdown will take it. I think. <laughs> but I, I find one of the things that's been mentioned in this um, in this uh, chat about all these players that are now coming to the end of their contract. Of course, if they get six months from the end, they can negotiate with other teams, as you've alluded to there, Andy. I wonder whether people are starting to be much more reticent to make a move to somewhere completely different because all the steps you you would ordinarily make about moving your family to another country, Mm. checking it out, going to visit, you can't really do any of that and you haven't really been doing any of that meaningfully for some time now. So if it comes down to the crunch where your club is pressuring you to sign a new contract because otherwise they're going to lose you for nothing, you might be actually be backed into a corner or have to take quite a big risk with your family and your circumstances. So I I wonder whether what we're living through at the moment is probably making it even less likely for players to move well i think in, in any any situation um signing a deal now for six months down the line so much can change in in normal yeah. football can't it uh, in in terms of uh, the coach can go there's a major championship between now and then um in terms of security you're far better to to wait and see i think i mean with circular ramos i don't think fitness is is really an issue. I mean, he's, he's he's like the Godzilla of football, really, isn't he? And he'll just continue as as, as long as he wants to. I mean, you know, he, he's sort of gone beyond the normal boundaries of what is a, a, a great defender because I'm still not completely convinced he is one or certainly a great footballer. But his his personality is just oozing out so much. It's, it's, he's a bit like the defensive Cristiano Ronaldo. At the moment, you feel he's just going to go on forever. And why would Real Madrid want to want to chuck that? I mean... You know, it's brought up time and time again that they let players go into the last year of their contract because the most convincing thing, if from Real Madrid's perspective, is well, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go that's better than this? And for once, no one can say Barcelona for a start, can they? So, well, if he's the Godzilla of football, maybe he should go to Japan, Andy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like the sound of that. I, yeah. I, I, I could, I could see him stomping through New York City. Obviously, I mean, uh-huh. you know, that's a that's classic movie fodder, isn't it? Yeah, very true. Uh, well, e- either way, gentlemen, uh, wherever Ramos goes, we hope it's to the Premier League uh, because that would be quite hilarious. But um, but tonight's game with with Liverpool uh, or, or Villa versus Liverpool, we, we don't expect to see too many uh, big names um, on, on show. We should say that the competition rules in the FA Cup do state that clubs are expected to fulfil their fixtures if they have 14 eligible players available, including from under 23 and under 18 mm. squad. Yeah, and I, th- I think, Marcus, I think one of the things that's probably worth pointing out is if, if our listeners are sitting here listening to the show thinking well how come some games are being cancelled and some games aren't it is I mean it is pretty confusing so it's good to get that clarification and and I do also feel like if you look at a top flight club's fixture list I think someone shared Spurs's uh, the other day Mm. like I don't I don't know if they're even possible to be postponing and rearranging 
more than maybe even one or two games total for a lot of these teams because yeah. UEFA aren't budging on when they want to hold the Euros and there's just no room in the calendar. Spurs' calendar already looks like they're playing a game every four days basically between now and June. Andy, I don't know if you want to kind of come in and, and, and correct me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. So it's almost impossible now to be postponing or rearranging games. So they're going to have to force teams to, have, to, have, to, to do walkovers or to forfeit games in cup competitions, right? Well, I think, Miguel, Delaney put it uh, in, as, as a lot of us have been thinking for a while. Uh, you know, the fact that they've organised exactly the same football as normal in two months less, you know, where was it ever going to go wrong? I, I, yeah. I just find it extraordinary that if you go back to, well, it's a long time ago, I suppose, now, last, last March, and so much has happened since. The fact that straight away when there was a possibility, before we knew how big any of this was, that the odd game would have to be postponed and shifted and there was a major panic. That should have told people, anyone, um, um, and especially football administrators, that there's an unsustainable amount of football. But then, of course, we decide not only is that not the case, but we need to play the same amount of football, not less football, but the same amount of football in less amount of time. I mean, I know Pete's spoken eloquently on what the Euros is, is, is going to look like next summer. I mean, I, I think that's the last thing any of us need to worry about because so much could change between between now and then. But it, it, it was it was inevitable um, that something like this was going to happen and there were, there were going to be little setbacks at, at some point. I also think that... Um... You know, we need to we need to um, start thinking outside the box here. I mean, players. Remember when we used to have those? It's a knockout tournaments back in the day, where all these different famous people would do these different challenges. And you know, and there was before that there were superstars, and Keegan did his thing on it. We need to start mm. doing that. No one can go mm. out. Everyone's watching TV. Get them to do something else. They've already got the TV spot, two hours mm. or whatever it is on on Friday night on the BBC. Do something else. I know. Yeah. Well, I remember it's a grand royal knockout with all the royals involved. They had teams as well. Oh, tell me more about that. Uh, uh, Prince Andrew was involved. Uh, <laughs> tell me less about that. <laughs> but I also, can I just make one more FA Cup point? And, and I might have made it before, so forgive me. And, and Marcus, you can chastise me if I have. Okay. But the, the, the narrative around the FA Cup is that the big teams don't take it seriously anymore. Yeah. And it's an opportunity for the smaller teams to mm-hmm. do something. Now, I understand a few of them made semifinals. Mm-hmm. You might even have one or two instances of, of a... Of a quote-unquote small team or a non-top-flight team making the final. Cardiff City did it, Millwall did it just before that. But the the list of teams who win this competition is all the big teams with the odd exception. You've got Portsmouth and Wigan Athletic in there. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's won by big teams every single year. So they you must be taking it quite seriously. You sound like Jose Mourinho talking up the League Cup. Yeah. But the, but the, the League Cup, that's just the thing. His point stands. I was, Marcus, I was thinking about this as well, because this exact point, when I was in the kitchen cooking my dinner the other night, and they were oh, yeah. talking about the League Cup after, after Spurs won the semi, and they were talking about it quite disdainfully on the radio. And I was thinking, hang on, guys. Yeah. And you guys could come in on this. Is it a major cup or not? Let's make it a is. decision on it. Because it's not like the Community Shield, but it's also probably, we'd agree, not like the FA Cup for some reason, even though you only play league teams in it. It is a major um, cup. End of. Yeah, End of, I think bruv. so as well. Yeah. And, and Mourinho's right. Andy, do you respect it? Andy, I bet, Marcus, I bet Andy doesn't respect it. Andy, do you respect the League Cup? No, I think it's I think it's a dreadful right, financial him. excuse. Get him out. <laughs> Andy, Andy, do you respect Arsenal fan TV? <laughs> <laughs> I watched that last night with my Arsenal supporting mate. I bet you did. Oh, it's classic. It um, is classic. Gentlemen, I'd love to move on to Marine versus Spurs. Uh, Marine um, FC, of course. 
Um, I mean, sadly for them, they've they've missed out on a sort of a, a, a potential or yeah, sort of a, a yeah potential revenue of about a hundred thousand pounds for this match due to the pandemic. But Jamie Carragher has is sponsoring them through his charity JC Twenty Three. He's specifically sponsoring the dugouts and their warm up tops, which I which I quite enjoy. I didn't realise you could just go so specifically. Maybe like yeah. the football ramble, we can sponsor a lot of right backs left boot or something like that we should but apparently because we were really looking forward to this this cup tie uh, and i'm sure the good people of marine fc were as well because it is such a kind of in terms of professional football this is real kind of grassroots stuff uh, they have numbers on their fence along the pitch which equates to the house numbers in case the ball goes over <laughs> which is again like it, we're talking about spurs are playing them do you know what i mean you should make uh, them go and do it you should make the spurs <laughs> players go and get it yeah exactly. harry go around and knock on number 20 Yeah, ask Mrs. Miggins for the ball back. (laughs) Apparently Marine hold a Guinness World Record for the longest managerial stint. Rowley Howard managed them from 1972 to 2005, and he played a 4-4-2 every season. And this is a beautiful draw, actually, because it's easy to forget when this came out the hat initially, Spurs Mm. were top of the Premier League. Yep. And at that point, it's the absolute pinnacle of FA Cup draws. Now, a bit like Luke was saying before, in normal times, when you've got supporters in the stadium, there would be further around this as there is around FA Cup. You know, you think about FA Cup classics like 20, 30 years ago. I think it would have been one of those. I think it would have been a real blast from the past. And I can't imagine how Marine supporters feel because it, it it must be tough it, it must be tough i mean like in, in a in a small way i sort of feel like less bad about the fact that wimbledon lost to crawley in the second round and ended up missing out <laughs> on playing bielsa because ah. that would have been an incredible third round tie but i kind of feel that it wouldn't be an incredible third round tie without any fans in and you know mm. you think you think of hereford newcastle and you know Sutton United versus Coventry and all those classics, don't you? And how much the intensity of the occasion by the fans was was a huge part of that. I mean, when you started speaking about the third round at the start, Marcus, the first thing that popped into my head was Sutton United. So, mm. Oh, yeah, the roly-poly goalie. Um, <laughs> uh, well, the, I mean, this is right up there, isn't it? I mean, you have local resident Carlo Ancelotti as well for, for Marine FC, giving them a, a good luck message. And he, uh, he he also gave out an invitation to, to Jose Mourinho, though I'm sure this is it's not valid anymore. Uh, he said, because uh, of the pandemic, I have to invite Mourinho for a drink after the game, if it will be possible, which looks like it's not. Um, I have to talk to him about the beach and the nice area that Crosby is. I did think to myself, though, that I think in the rules, I think these are, these would be okay, that the, the two of them could have a walk together. So I'd like to think Ancelotti and Mourinho having a stroll down the beach after the game, presumably while all the Spurs players just sit in the bus and wait to go home. Marcus, could he could he stand in his front garden, perhaps? I mean, because <laughs> I couldn't see 2004 Mourinho standing in Carlo Ancelotti's front garden. But but now, I mean, you know, it's not going to ruin his clothes or anything like that, is it? Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure of the rules on gardens, Andy. You have to check that. But I don't think one of the houses that backs onto the pitch is where Carlo Ancelotti's living, something tells me. Um, but another <laughs> thing, remember we were talking about the, Messi's record recently with, with Budweiser sending goalkeepers beers and all that kind of stuff. Well, Budweiser bought Marine... Um, AFC team, a full fridge of beers, which uh, John Barnes apparently presented remotely to them. What is with Budweiser sending people beer? Can they not how do you How do you present beers to people remotely? I d- it's not yeah, a presentation, is, is it? It's just you what? just standing on there just talking while something else is happening. 
We've got a load of beers for you here, uh, but John Barnes is going to drink them for <laughs> you. Can't have them. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 I, I cannot stress enough how much I hate what happened with those beers being sent to those goalkeepers. That to me, I'd have, I'd have, if it was me receiving that beer as a oh. top-flight goalkeeper of some repute, and we're talking the level of like Gigi Buffon here, I would agree to do the photo shoot, and then every time they tried to take a photo or film it, I would smash the bottle on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> It's absolutely outrageous. And, and on, on the Marine thing, it is great that people are stepping up a sponsor. I saw the Athletic are doing um, a sponsor on the back of the jerseys for the game against Spurs as well. So oh, yeah, hopefully they they'll get yeah they'll get a bit more revenue from from that, and that'll be the Philip that they usually would receive had, had they drawn someone like um, like Spurs in the FA Cup usually. And I would also like to stress, um, you might want to make it clear to your, your full-backs and your wide players, if you are mm. going to go over the fences to get the ball back, do make sure that you keep a two meter distance from the residents because yep. last thing we want is uh, you know a, the game to become a, a difficult super spreader event or the like. You know we have to be responsible about this. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> well done, Luke. Thanks. Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, before we uh, go to uh, a little break, Andy, while we're on the subject of Spurs, PSG reportedly putting together a package to sign Deli Ali. I mean, I admire their sort of you know, attempt to kind of socially distance, but you don't need to kind of send him over in a little package. What do they say package, Marcus? I I don't know. It's some sort of Amazon delivery kind of thing. (laughs) But uh, but Andy, what do you think? Is is Deli Alley, what what are you hearing through through the rumour mill? You think Deli Alley could end up at Paris Saint-Germain? Well, the package will be waiting at the cusp of the tunnel for four days. I think that's that's pretty cool. All political. Brussels getting political. Outrageous scenes. (laughs) What do you reckon, it's just, it's just practicality, Luke. That's all yeah. it is. You've got to respect how it is in the transfer window. Once that fax has gone through, yeah. um, I think, of course, Christian Eriksen and Deli Ali are the ones who've been most closely linked to Poch. I think um, Deli Ali is the one that makes better sense because he's more versatile. He can fill more gaps in the midfield. I mean, as we mentioned on uh, yesterday's OTC that's on um, available on Football Ramble Presents with with um, Dotton and David Cartledge, um, th- th- they ended up in Pochettino's debut at St Etienne playing um, Verratti as this sort of hybrid number 10 because Pochettino obviously feels they've got so little creativity there. So obviously a lot of people will think, well, number 10 is the spot that Ericsson would fill, but you need to build the team around Ericsson. That didn't work uh, um, into when they sort of, you know, tried him in a, a few different positions and the team wasn't built around him. Whereas Ali can play off a striker and he can play a little bit deeper. Of course, he played in quite a deep midfield role when he first arrived at, uh, at Spurs in, in the first place. And of course, there's the fact that he's really treading water at the moment. And if Spurs even want to sell him at some point, they need to get him out there and actually mm. put him before eyes that show he can he can still play at a really good level. So I, I think it'd suit everyone all around, to be honest. Yeah. Well, of course, Andy, you've mentioned uh, Pochettino at PSG. In fact, more than a mention, I would say, on the, on, on the continent yesterday on Football Ramble Presents. And what yeah. else did you mention? Uh, well, we talked about the game of the season in Serie A already, five days uh... in, uh, between uh, Milan and Juventus, where Cristiano Ronaldo wasn't the main figure. <gasps> and also um, Messi finding himself at last in the Basque country. Uh... Who would have thought he'd be hiding there? Yeah. Well, you're not travelling. <laughs> 
Got a guitar around a fire. I, 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 I believe it's consistent with current rules in Spain, Luke. So, you know, Hang on, there's Lionel Messi got dreadlocks. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I need to, I need to go back and listen. Is you need to listen Chega to find Barra out. T-shirt? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, enough of that nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have a quick break. Calm down, Jordan. Calm down. Breathe. Jordan. Jordan. Ah! Play place, play, 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 Turf Moor. You're at Turf Moor. Oh, God. Yeah. Welcome back. Jordan to Henderson there. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth was that? Welcome back to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway, everybody. Never mind that, Andy. It's time for this. Yeah, it's time for emails. I'm going to do the first one in just a second, but I want to let you guys know about a little thought experiment I had when well. doing the show on Wednesday or whenever it was. I did it last. I can't remember. All the days go into one now. That um, It's the year 2026, and we're in mm. year six of the pandemic, and the whole world is just a massive wasteland, and I flick the radio on, and the Christmas number one is that fucking jingle. Um, <laughs> right as it's or, FA Cup week yeah. um, you guys will no doubt be unsurprised to find out that Damien Cunningham has been in touch ah the big DC yeah so if you are a regular listener to the show he, he needs no introduction if you are a new listener to the show stop whatever it is you're doing strap yourself in mm. because um, it's about to get a little bit strange yeah um Damon says, that's right. It's that time of year again when the football and its corresponding coverage is so dreary it makes you want to vomit. On top of everything else now, fans have to endure the FA Cup, which is the shitty icing on the turdy cake. How dare Damian you, Damien? Damien Cunningham, Cunningham hates the FA Cup, basically. Yeah, that's why I call him Damien Cunny. Yeah, for some reason, Marcus, and we'll have a word with the production staff about this after the show, yep. we keep getting emails put in the running order from him. Um, I'll take that up with the authorities afterwards. He's infiltrated um, us, let's be honest. I think it might be an alter ego for someone who's present within the organisation. This is turned into a John Le Carre type this is like This is the departed, I'm telling you. It's David Cunningham with Anagram for Pete Donaldson. Yeah. Um, anyway, is this Jules Breach fucking us up? Yeah, anyway. Maybe. But don't worry, gentle ramblers, the hot take kid, brackets me, is here to trample down the gloom and remind everyone that the tedious sewage pump known as the FA Cup doesn't have to be the moribund cesspool we've all grudgingly accepted. It's Pete Donaldson. That is Pete Donaldson <laughs> language. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Donaldson says that about everything. Yeah. Um, for those not in the know, rewind a year ago to listen to some hearty back and forth one way of describing it, in which way, I, in which I explained to the Ramble how we can save the FA Cup by making a few small tweaks in the competition's format to make it enjoyable for everyone involved. Making the competition lousier than usual, of course, this year is the lack of fans for lower league clubs. Perhaps if the Cup was postponed indefinitely until things are better, they could play a whole competition from the fourth round through to the final in one day, like a deathmatch tournament. Right. Are we talking about at, at goals or something like that or at Power League? Because if, if that's the case, I'm on board. And I want us to play in it as well. 
I don't think that this has been thought through much in any way, shape, or form. Anyway, no, no, he finishes Luke, by saying, "I have to, I have to say, Luke, it would be wonderful." Let me try and sell it to you for a second. If there okay. was, if the football ramble were in the FA Cup, I mean, I cannot imagine anything better than. Hoon Song gliding past you, you flattening him, and you go, Ref, he's just too fast for me. Well, he would be. Yeah. I mean, I'm 40. He absolutely <laughs> would be. I mean, Marcus, the plot yeah. thickens here. I mean, it it's, it's, in many ways, until Andy supported Damien publicly mm-hmm. on the show, mm-hmm. in many ways, it was the perfect crime. One of the world's leading football experts sending in consistently the shittest emails with the worst ideas in the history of football broadcasting. Yeah. It was almost a perfect crime, Russell, but you've outed yourself now. Now anyway, fans have Damien, to endure the League Cup. <laughs> Damien slash Andy finishes by saying this, surely there are other creative ways to help make up for the lack of fans and make these matches a worthwhile spectacle. So I call on everyone to clog the... Well, I'm not reading that. Andy, the next email's up. I'm not doing it. Some decorum from Peter Martin. <laughs> Listening to Vish trying to come up with some fish-based players. Today took me back to a few years um, when my team Salisbury City, then in the conference, had both John Bass and Ian Herring playing for us. Lovely. The conference of that time period may have been able to scrape together a five-a-side team as Giuseppe Sol was also playing for Woking around the same time. I'm presuming it's Giuseppe Sole, but you have to say Giuseppe Sol just to get yeah. it across on radio, right? <laughs> John Bass and Ian Herring. Has someone fact-checked that? I, I don't know. I do Ian not Herring. Know. It's not a person. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Alana, Alana Hunt has been in touch as well with some crackers and some clangers um, after, in her words, a 3am brainstorm. Oh, good. That's made it in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Luca Codrich. Nice. Yes. Tim, yes. Tim Krill. Tim yeah. Krill. <laughs> Mackerel Keane, Virgil van Pike, you're not bad. Raheem Sturgeon, Aaron Van Bassacker, Trout Alexander Arnold, didn't like that one. <laughs> Luke Moore, this one you like. Harry Red Snapper. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, that'll cost you. Yeah, and my personal favourite, Hammerhead Rodriguez. Uh... So, uh, I'd like to chuck in uh, for my own uh, one, Scott Minow. Scott Minton. <laughs> That's nice. That is <laughs> nice. Right. Uh, uh, very uh, good. There ends the uh, the emails. Uh, thank goodness. Now we do appreciate your correspondence uh, very much. Uh, back to Some the FA it. Cup, though. <laughs> yeah, usually we re- appreciate yeah. it. Uh, back to the FA Cup. Now, talk about cup sets in the making and so on. Luke, what would you think to Boreham Wood versus Millwall? Yeah, I like that um, Big on. Matt Reed's back involved. 36-year-old Big Matty Reed, the battering yeah. ram. Yeah. <laughs> The thing is, so I've got I've got a bit of split loyalties here, uh, and, and I'm, I'm 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 ambivalent about this because um, <laughs> you don't want to get a kick I in off Matt Reed or Millwall fans. <laughs> no, well I don't mind about Millwall fans; they've always been perfectly reasonable to me. Okay. Um, so Matt Reed is clearly someone who's had a great career at a certain level, and he's done much better in football than any of us. And I shouldn't be disrespectful to Matt Reed. On the other hand, <laughs> it is impossible to do a football show <laughs> talking about Matt Reed without being disrespectful to Matt Reed. So I think. What I'm going to say is, I once saw him score an overhead kick for Lincoln. Shut up. It was the shittest overhead kick I've ever seen, but it was from quite far out and it went in the corner and leave it there. Mm. I think that's fair. Any overhead kick. 
But Marcus, it was one of those ones where the ball was spinning the right way, was in the air for quite a long time, and he kind of just fell backwards and threw his leg at it. It wasn't one of those flick your first leg up no, and no, get I, some height. I, I, believe me, I didn't think it was one of them. But, uh... <laughs> Sorry, yeah, what am I talking about? <laughs> no, I don't think there was any athleticism. It however, kind of goes without saying. Yeah, but it's still an overhead kick, though. Mm. So you've got to... Because people, if you don't remember Matt Reed or you don't know him, he starred in Lincoln City's FA Cup run in 2016-17 when they got all the way to the quarterfinals. And I think they were a non-league side at the time. It was absolutely incredible. The Cowley brothers um, were were in charge of Lincoln. And uh, and he was there and he was this, because he was a little bit rotund for a footballer, you know, he was often featured. Although he didn't score a single goal in their FA Cup run that year. I think because he was holding everybody off and trying to kind of make room for, for other players. He also played in Mansfield's third round uh, a cup tie against Liverpool in 2013 when Luis Suarez scored the only goal uh, with a handball, obviously. Luis Suarez against Mansfield. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> Got to bring on the big guns, haven't you? Don't you respect that? The fact that no game is too small for him to cheat in. I like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I suppose so. But it shows you his winning mentality, Andy. You win at all costs. It doesn't matter which, which, uh, exactly. which exactly. competition and which team he's that, playing that, in. That, that, that is really, you know, five-a-side in the back garden with the kids, isn't it? It is, it is. Now, since the end of October, Andy, Millwall have won just one game. Boreham would find themselves in 11th uh, in, in, the, in the conference premier, although they have a few games in hand on most of the teams above them. Uh, and so, you know, if they, they win a couple of games, they could be in the kind of, uh, you know, maybe a bit of chat about promotion, although Torquay are, are kicking ass uh, this season. What I'm saying, Andy, is, is, there a, is this going to be a cup set? Come on, surely. Well, I think there might be. And I always keep a little bit of an eye on Boreham Wood because uh, Luke Garrard, former Wimbledon player, um, who was always a great leader on the pitch, has, has been their manager for, for, for some time now. And basically any manager that AFC Wimbledon employ has to have previously played for Wimbledon or AFC Wimbledon. That seems to mm-hmm. be the law. So presumably he's going to rock up at Plough Lane at some point. And uh, so I am keeping a very, very keen eye on him. Yeah, we, we, we should be. Uh, but, I mean, there's lots of uh, fixtures in the FA Cup, of course, in the third round. Well, there's loads of them, literally, but there's lots of uh, decent ones to, to look out for, uh, even including um, Arsenal play, uh, facing Newcastle. I don't know what would constitute an upset there, whoever won, but probably <laughs> if Newcastle scored. I'd be quite upset watching it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <they're laughs> dead, yes, that is going to be a cup Leave upset of salt. <laughs> Uh, absolutely right. It'd be nice to see uh, Middlesbrough go away to Brentford as well. Neil Warnock back in the cup. So uh, we, we, we do look forward to that. Uh, gentlemen, I'd like to move us away from, from the FA Cup, more specifically to Pep Guardiola's mobile phone. Um, it was revealed this week that, that, that his, his, some of his former Spain teammates, specifically from the 1992 Olympics in Barcelona, uh, have a WhatsApp group. And apparently Pep Guardiola is not involved in the WhatsApp group. Uh, this was because uh, Santiago Canizares was talking about this uh, and he said that, that Pep Guardiola is not, is not involved because of his views on Catalan independence, saying that, that Guardiola's brain has been mutated by Catalan nationalism and apparently it's, he, uh, he's rather keen on it, shall we say, without uh, getting into sort of uh, troubled waters there. I read this and I just thought Pep's probably just busy. Yeah, I think... He's just got a full-time job, hasn't he? <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, I'd imagine he's busier than sort of probably most of them, even if the others do have full-time jobs. Because yeah, Guardiola... Marcus, I would say, I would say that if... My, my justification if I was Pep would be, this yeah. is a news story uh-huh. solely because it involves me and just leave it there. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
to be fair to Canizares, I mean, we remember Canizares as being a fine goalkeeper. Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah, he was. And for his aftershave accident, of course. The aftershave, yeah, exactly. He, he ruled him yeah. out of the World Cup. Um, he said that, uh, uh, he said, he, I can't invite Guardiola to the, um, to the WhatsApp group because I'm not a group administrator. If only you knew someone who was. Uh, I don't have his number. And he says he doesn't have WhatsApp. Now, there's a lot in there. Firstly, I can't invite him to the group because I'm not an administrator. Well, just say to the Send administrator. The yeah, just say, oh, by the way, can we get Pep involved? Yeah, you remember him, don't you? He played Which for Pep? us for a bit. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> Pepe Mel, he never played for us. No, Pep Guardiola. Right? Okay, that's the one. I don't have his yeah. number. Again, shouldn't be hard to get hold of. And he says that he doesn't have WhatsApp. Well, Santiago, I've got news for you that a headline from March 2020, only last year, from uh, a national newspaper in this country read, Manchester City squad using WhatsApp to update Pep Guardiola during coronavirus shutdown. He's got WhatsApp. (laughs) Who's mugging off who here, Canizares? This detective speller on the case. This is amazing scenes. What, yeah. what are you going to unveil next? Follow the money, Marcus. That's what I say. Also, I, I can tell Marcus is getting his game face on early here because when you say, not Santi Canizares, but Santiago, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's telling him off. Be, yeah, you've oh, really? been told off by Marcus Speller. Andrew Brashel, just you watch yourself, okay? <laughs> um, so I, I, I do quite like this. And I think basically, yeah, they, they, clearly they... Um, Pep Guardiola probably doesn't fancy it, as you say, Luke, but I reckon the group just think, oh, he's just going to bore off about tactics in Catalonia. Oh, Let's just mate. enjoy the group without him. It would be... Look, I, I, I feel sorry for Pep on one level here. I think that people are... I mean, obviously, what's happened is some journalists asked him a question and he's answered it. But if there is a chance that they are um, they're kind of making hay off of Pep Guardiola's name because of what he's achieved, then that's poor. But I do also, on the other hand, think that inviting Pep Guardiola to anything would be like inviting a teacher to a birthday party. And so I'm, I'm in perfect I'm yeah. in perfect kind of harmony with Canazares on that front. I, just say that you think it would be boring. Just yeah. say that all he would do is send gifts of fucking tactical formations and you don't want to know because you're retired yeah. now. You know, that, that's all it's going to be. Is this why I don't get invited to Ramble Drinks? Yes. Oh. No, it's because, it's because um, you uh, can't be trusted with the way you drink, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, can I just say, lest anyone out there think that that's a real thing, you always get invited to everything all the time. And to and be I, fair to you, you always attend. And Andy doesn't drink alcohol as well. No, that's exactly. the joke. That's the hilarious gag, ladies and gentlemen. Me and Spells fighting over the Baileys. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we can only have one Baileys, secret Baileys drinker in there. Um, but yeah, clearly, <laughs> as you say, Luke, Guardiola would just go on about lads. You remember that game that we won two nil? Well, if we'd have set up this way, we would have won three nil, and we'd have kept the ball <laughs> yeah. out. I'll just it was off. in 1993, Pep. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Uh, right, gentlemen, before we go to four to score, there's a little bit of transfer uh, uh, rumours happening. Of course, the window is open. Um, and uh, West Ham uh, and Sebastian Allaire uh, are subject to the big man moving to Ajax. So, Andy, what, what do you think of this, Andy? It seems quite odd. I mean, talking of o- overhead goals, uh, Andy, he scored an absolute beauty the other week. He has. And afterwards, um, I think David Moyes complained that he didn't score more tap-ins. So, yep. um, <laughs> right, you're off here now. I, I, I think Get you out can of tell which, which way the wind's blowing after, after that. Um, I mean, I think he suffered a little bit from the fact that um, he had the, the perfect click with um, 
uh, the, the players are around him at Eintracht Frankfurt. I mean, he's part of a terrific front three. And there never really seemed to be a plan for him at West Ham. Obviously, he's got to take his share of the responsibility. Um, but he came over. He gave it a go. He gave us a brilliant ramble meet. We can't forget that, of course. No. And he's going to score an absolute shit ton of goals for Ajax, isn't he? Well, David Moyes is uh, rumoured to be interested in a move for Josh King. And if that fails, then Graziano Pella. Remember him? Uh, 35-year-old Italian striker recently released from Shangdong Lungyeng. Um, he might turn back, uh, turn up in the Premier League once again. Because he left <laughs> He left when he'd done well for quite well for Southampton, I think it was. And people thought, oh, you've gone too soon. And then you found out his wages and you thought, well, he can't really begrudge him. Man, yeah, and, and look, Marcus, I think you've got a couple of... You're absolutely right there. I think he, he almost feels, falls into the bracket that Oscar fell into where he just said, clearly the most important thing to me is to make as much money as I can and mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. And I'm not I'm not going to pass any judgment upon that. Um, but Graziano Pello is now 35. Now, I don't watch as much Chinese footballers as all of our listeners out there. No. Um, but imagine how good Pella looks now at 35. He'll have that ruggedness about yeah. him. He was one of the most handsome players in the Premier League's history. Yeah. Right? Yeah, if he comes back at 35 <laughs> with a little few, few more miles on the clock, he's, he's going to look like fucking James Bond. That's what yeah. he's going to look like. <laughs> Hammers and I'm Bond. for it. Yeah. Pay as much money as it takes. Get oh, they that will. Back. They will. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's West Ham. Of course they fucking will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy, what, what, uh, Matthew Gwenduzi, um, who's on loan, of course, at, at Herta, posted on Instagram uh, the other week um, celebrating his goal, to which William Saliba replied, I'm sending well wishes to the brother that was locked up like me. And Gwenduzi replied, we are together, bro. Um, now, <laughs> apart from the fact that um, Gwenduzi is in a freezing cold capital city and mm. uh, Saliba is in Nice. But apart from that, yeah, they're together, bro. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, some funny ones with Arsenal. I mean, Saliba, of course, he, he moved to Arsenal. He went on loan. He hasn't played too much. And then he's 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 gone to, to Nice now. I mean, it, it's a bit of a, a strange thing. But Arsenal have signed Omar Rekic uh, from her. So what, what do you know about him? Uh, well, he's the younger brother of Karim. <laughs> That's pretty much it so far. Lovely. Okay. Um, because he's, he's not been in the first team. Um, but it'd be interesting to see how that pans out. People think he's got enormous potential. But going back to Saliba, I find it extraordinary that how is it that at some point this season he's not been good enough to get in the Arsenal team? Because mm. I've seen him play and he's good. I mean, even if he's <laughs> struggling to adapt and he's out of form, how is there no point at this season that he's been able to get into the Arsenal first eleven? I mean, it, it just surely it's just got to be that Arteta doesn't fancy him. What else can it be? Yeah, what else can it be, Andy? My goodness. Right, ladies and gentlemen, let's have some four to score. Yes, now indeed it is time for four to score. As you will know, if you are a regular listener to this show, Betway's four to score is absolutely free. Each week, you just pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Uh, Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game, of course. And further T's and C's apply. Okay, we're going a little bit continental with a couple of these games this time around. Game one is Andy, actually, normally Marcus, but it's Andy this week. It's Bayer Leverkusen versus Werder Bremen on Saturday afternoon. Andy, who have you gone for? So many attractive uh, attacking players for Bayer Leverkusen. I wish I could say the same for Werder Bremen. I have decided to go for Leon Bailey, who's enjoying a little renaissance at the moment. So get ready for him to be written about in the gossip columns all of January. Yeah, it won't be the only Baileys you guys are looking forward to this weekend. Um, <laughs> game number two is RB Leipzig, the People's Club versus Dortmund on Saturday tea time. Marcus, you're up. 
I am indeed, yes. I've gone for Erling Haaland. Play it safe. Never heard of him. Game three, Arsenal v Newcastle, Saturday tea time. The aforementioned Arsenal v Newcastle. Who better to give us his pick on this game than our resident Arsenal man, Jim Campbell? And here's what he had to say. Hello, it's uh, it's Jim here. Uh, I've obviously got Arsenal versus Newcastle for four to score, playing in the FA Cup on Saturday, of course. Uh, it's it's kind of difficult to know exactly who's going to start. So for that reason, uh, I'm going to go for Nicolas Pepe because I think he's likely to. He you know could well um, you know score the set piece. Who knows? Um, I guess that's the name of the game. But yeah, I'm going to go for Nicolas Pepe. Um, a little bit of the fitter about Jim there, Marcus. Yeah, I thought that as well. Uh, very <laughs> yeah. unsure of himself, a little bit yeah. whispery, uh, yeah. and, and, and reluctantly gave an opinion. Possibly in a cupboard. Uh, game number four <laughs> is uh, Man United versus Watford Saturday night. Um, I've gone for Donny van der Beek because I just thought, you know what? I feel yeah. for little Donny. Mm-hmm. He's my second favourite Donny in the world. And if he's going to get a chance, it's probably going to be in this game. And I fancy him to show people who's boss. So, in summary, uh, Leon Bailey, Erling Haaland, Nicholas Pepe, and Donny van der Beek are our four picks for Betway's four to score. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game and further T's and C's apply. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information on that, head to begambleaware.org. All right, then, it's what you've all been waiting for. It's fire in the belly, head in the freezer time. It's time for this. One of those games is quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. Yes, indeed. We have the people's champion, the lineal champion, the long-serving champion to my... He's not even to my right or left today, sadly, <laughs> but uh, it's Marcus Speller. How are you oi, feeling, oi. Marcus? I'm feeling good, baby. Good, OK. And probably, Marcus, I'm sure you'd agree with this, despite, um, despite protestations, that Andy's probably your most respected opponent. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. And Andy, how are you feeling ahead of this? Well, you know what? Despite the fact we're remote, that theme tune does give you chills of anticipation. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Listen, those chills might well be, my friend, because you've got your head in the freezer. We'll find out. Um, <laughs> so what we're going to do, uh, I'll do a quick explainer. I'm going to give you a name of a player and how many clubs they've played for. You guys have to auction and bid for how many of those clubs you can name. Uh, when you um, win the bid, you would be asked to name them. If you get a team right, we'll wait for a little pause and you'll hear a a ding. If you get a team wrong, you'll hear the famous, probably ripped off from family fortunes, let's be honest. (laughs) So, all right, Marcus, because you're the champion, Andy Mm. gets to go first, as is the custom. Uh, Andy, you are up first, my friend, and the first player has played for six clubs. He retired in 2013. He is Danny Murphy. Danny Murphy. Oh, what? And a quick game is a good game here, my friend. Um, I am going to go for four. Okay. Uh, One thing I should (sighs) say, actually, Marcus, before you decide whether you're going to go five or not, Mm -hmm. you guys are remote at the moment, so this is being done on a trust basis. This is like in a shop (laughs) where you just put your 50p (laughs) in the pot at the end of the shop to take your newspaper. Do not cheat or we will find you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think of all the contestants, I think we'd be the safe ones. Jim as well. If it was Vish, we'd be we'd need uh, CCTV. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going to stick my neck at her and say I say I think they say about Kate and Jules. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> just terrible standards. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm just kind of I'm just kidding, Marcus. Do I hear five from you, or do I hear you wanting to name Danny Murphy's four? Oh, sorry, Andy Brussels four. 
the, th- the thing is, I, I'm four is the sweet spot here. Big time, right on the slot. I think I'm going to go five. I'm going to have a go. Andy, do you want to go all six? Uh, since I've bid, I can think of five, but no, I'm not going to go six. No. All right, Marcus. One right. at a time, please. Wait for your ding or your cross at the end. Uh-huh. Five clubs that Danny Murphy has played for. Liverpool. Fulham. Tottenham Hotspur. Charlton Athletic. Oh, one to go. Crew Alexandra. Very yeah. well played. Very well played. One nil to Marcus. So um, the only team you didn't name there, I think, is Blackburn Rovers. Ah, of course. Mm. So he ended his career for a season at Blackburn. He started his career at Crew, mm-hmm. Liverpool, back to Crew on loan. But of course, that doesn't count because he's already been there. <clears throat> Charlton Athletic, Tottenham Hotspur, Fulham. Illustrious five years at Fulham, by the way, and then ended his career at Blackburn. One nil, Marcus. Yeah, I, I was. I, I had Tranmere Rovers in my head, but I thought no. I remember him talking about Dario Gradi on yeah. uh, on on the Ramble meets you did with him. Still available to listen to on Football Round Presents. Two parter, very interesting. Indeed. Um, okay, Marcus, you're up first this time, actually. So, a chance to go two nil ahead if you take the initiative. It's oh, a dangerous uh, Andy, lead. You are very much. You are very much still in the game. Um, so, the, the next player has played for six clubs in total. Yeah. Okay, and uh, he's still playing, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, it's Luis Suarez. Big Lou. Yeah. Big Lulu. Uh... You'd you be right to fear Andy Brassel's potential in this. Yeah, no, I do. I very much do. Um, six clubs, you say? I do. I'm going to go five, put a bit of pressure on Brassel. Andy? Yeah, I can't go more than five. Oh, really? Mad. Okay. All right, Marcus. So one at a time, please, to go two nil ahead. Yeah. Do us all a favour and name <laughs> five clubs that Luis Suarez has played for. Ajax. Liverpool. Good. Barcelona. Atletico Madrid. Still there, baby. Now this one's the guess. And I thought to myself, I, Andy, I knew Andy would have those four, obviously. And I'm, I'm going to just, there's, there's two obvious ones from, from his homeland. I'll go for... I'll go Penarol. Oh, oh, it's the other one. National. It's the other one. Oh. Yeah, he started at the other one, mate. And then in between that and uh, Ajax, he was at Groningen. Yeah. I would have got that. And Andy had that one, right? Yeah, I did, yeah. Oh, so I, I Marcus, thought Andy would have, yeah. You, you are the people's champion. That's that kind of, it's that kind of effort. Why? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good effort. I'm unfortunate. Good, good He's logic. He's probably keegan it. He is keegan it. And I, I respect <laughs> no, that. That's harsh. No, it's a compliment. It's a compliment. Well, Andy, I, do you, uh, two nil is obviously the most dangerous scoreline. So I thought I'm probably better <laughs> off at one all than two nil. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it won't be in the Marine game this weekend. Um, <laughs> right. Okay, so um, Andy, you're up first again. Um, you, it's one all now, so it's all to play for. Um, this guy's played for seven clubs. He retired in 2012, a 20-year career. What this game has really taught mm. me, actually, is how impressive a lot of these players' careers are because mm. they go on for so long. Um, mm. So seven clubs, Andy. You're up first. It's Nick Barmby. Barmbo. So how many has he played for? Seven. Seven. Okay, I'll go for five. Straight off the bat, Marcus. <laughs> Name your five, Andy. Okay, right, here we go, Andy. You're up for the first time, one at a time, five clubs of the seven that Nick Barmby's played for. Tottenham. Middlesbrough. Hull City. Yeah. End of his career there, mate. Liverpool. 
Everton. Mm. Very good. Yeah, That's your well five. Um, so Nick Barnby started his career at Spurs, uh, went to Middlesbrough, then Everton, Liverpool, Leeds United, Nottingham Forest on loan, oh. and then Ooh. Hull City. So um, that's your five. You're two, one up. The tables have indeed turned. Yeah. But the good news is, Marcus, you are up first for player number four, who started his career in 1981. Ooh. And he's played for eight clubs in total. Mm-hmm. It's Jurgen Klinsmann. Klinsy. All right. Bit tougher. Bit tougher, this one. It is. It really is. Yeah, people listening can play along at home. Have a little, have a little, get your little uh, notes app out. Have a little uh, spin. I'm going to go six. Oh, that's a big bit. What a bit. <laughs> right, let's have it. Let's have it. Come on. This is Alan Box. It's all over again. You can... <laughs> Andy, do you want Marcus to name six? Yeah, you're bloody right, I do. Okay, all right. What, here what, we go. Marcus, what, what six have of I the done? eight club. <laughs> <laughs> what have you? You're... This is mad. <laughs> okay. You've got to do it now. All right, Marcus, okay. you can only mention Bayern once. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Bayern Munich. Tottenham Hotspur. Inter. Monaco. Sampdoria. This is fucking brilliant. It's amazing. <sighs> Stuttgart Kickers. Where's that come from? What a performance from the People's Champion. Well, I remember bringing it. Well, I remember him playing at Stuttgart, but he wasn't VFB Stuttgart, was it? He played for them after that. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. He played for both. Oh, I could have said that then. I was showing off with Stuttgart kickers. Well, I I remember there was a Stuttgart in there, but I I thought to myself, hang on, it's not VFB because I remember. Yeah, him playing for sort of not one of the big sides to start out with or something. But anyway. I'm going to stop you there because he played for VFB Stuttgart more than any other club. But anyway. (laughs) My memory (laughs) failed me. It doesn't matter. It's a bit embarrassing that really, isn't it? (laughs) Stuttgart to kickers, then Stuttgart, Inter, AS Monaco, as you mentioned, Spurs, Bayern Munich, Sampdoria, back to Spurs for a bit, and then a little bit of time out of retirement for Orange County Blue Star, which I'm going to believe does count. Does it? Because I, I wasn't sure if they... I remember him playing in California. I couldn't remember the side, and I wasn't sure if they were professional or not. If you couldn't remember the side, it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, Russell, yeah. it's 2 all. You're up first because you are the challenger. It's a, this has been an epic encounter, actually, <laughs> but this is the deciding player. He played for six clubs. He retired in 1998. Um, his name... He's a legend of the game, to be fair. His name is Rud Hullet. Big rude. Hullet. Hmm. I think I should go four... That's the slot, Marcus, right yeah. there. You must be fuming. I'm very unhappy with that. Yeah, it's uh, understandable. Yeah, go on. I've got to hope Andy slips up. Okay, you can't go five. No? I, do you know what? I'm really annoyed at that Luis Suarez thing because I'd have had the match. And well, a 50-50. But there we are. That's the game. It happens. You don't want to go five, no? Just I, to confirm. I think people would like to hear you try five, but if you're going to go out, go out on your side. Okay, that's true. I'll go five because he's got four. Yeah! (laughs) Up yours, Andy. (laughs) Russell, do you want all six? No, no, I'm not having six. Uh, (laughs) Sure you don't want six, Andy? It would really make my day. (laughs) It's like an auction where they're trying to give give it away. (laughs) Yeah. So, Marcus, you've bid five. Andy, can I just confirm you're not going to go six? No, there's no way I'm going six, no. 
All right, more sensible. Okay. Uh, Marcus, <laughs> um, you need to name five, five clubs that Rudy Hullett's played for one at a time, please. All right. Chelsea. End of his career there. AC Milan. Sampdoria. Oh, this is good. Now, this is where I get slightly confused, so I might actually uh, fail with the fourth, although I'm very confident Andy had the fourth. Um, PSV. Yes, okay. one okay. to go. So I thought Andy, I, he was very confident. Um, ah, go on then, uh, Feyenoord. Marcus Spell. Oh, what a performance. <laughs> what a performance from the people champion. You, Andy, you cannot argue with it. You just cannot argue with that kind of performance. <laughs> no, you cannot argue with that kind of performance. And if I was Will Smith, I would say it was wicky, wicky wild. Appreciate that, Andy. Uh, rough rider, you don't want nadder, Andy. <laughs> My goodness me, nothing can stop him. Ladies and gentlemen, nothing can stop the Marcus Speller people's train. It's massive. It's got about 50 carriages on it and you're all on board it. And today, everyone, it was stopping at Andy Brassel station. <laughs> For a bit and now I'm off. Yeah. <laughs> there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Betway. It's been an absolute ruddy pleasure. Look forward to the FA Cup third round action starting tonight, of course, and then all throughout the week. And what will be nice about the weekend is games will be kicking off around the same time. We have an event again with football uh, rather than just individual games. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure you are, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Say goodbye, Luke Moore. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Andy Brassel. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me, everybody. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.